time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another podcast with Glenn Mosseller. Walter Storholt here with you as well. Glenn is a registered financial consultant and serves you as the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting based in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. And you can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. Listen to past episodes of the show and much more on the website. Glenn, have you ever listened to the popular podcast, Stuff You Should Know? You know, Walter, I've, I've heard people talk about that, and I really haven't spent any time listening to it. But uh, I mean, I, I like the I like the concept. You know, it, yeah. it's like there's just things that 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 uh, you should just know about, right? Yeah. Well, I think they take kind of like a good mentality on things, and uh, I don't listen to a ton of their shows, but I've listened to a couple. There was one where they just spent a whole bunch of time breaking down how sneezing works. So like, it was a whole episode learning about these things that you know we probably have all sat around with friends or family and say, yeah, I wonder how that works. Well, that's that's what they go into on that show. Just it's and that's what it's called. How uh, how stuff works or stuff you should know, and uh, that's the podcast. So kind of entertaining and a good listen. Definitely a, a recommendation to go check it out. It's one of the popular ones out there for sure. If you haven't delved into the world of podcasting that much, might be a good starting point. Other than the Retirement Roadmap podcast, of course. Typically, their episodes don't have anything to do with the financial world, Glenn. So on today's show, what we'll do is embrace their concept of stuff you should know but we're going to base it all in the financial realm. So it should be an educational show for folks today, I think. Uh, So here we go. How about the global bond market? Here's a little fun fact. The global bond market is about twice the size of the global stock market. That's pretty interesting to know. Well, it is, Walter. It, it, it very much so, and that's why you know, you, you know it's always interesting. You know, one if you know as as you when you talk to uh, the folks that are you know kind of behind the scenes and know what's going on, the the bond markets play a big role in terms of you know what happens in the stock market, right? And the stock market is oftentimes looking to the bond market to see you know what you know what does the bond market think is going to is going to happen you know going forward with the economy and so forth. You know, and and you know, in in the context of how is the stock market then going to react in terms of because interest rates are are a big driver of everything within all parts of the economy. You know, whereas you know, stock market you know breaks down to individual companies and you know in sectors of the economy and so forth. And how you know what is the what is what is how's interest rates and you know and that that overall scenario going to impact this area of the economy or that area of the economy or this part of the world or that part of the world. And, it, and it's, it, it's kind of, it's one of those things that's kind of just underlying that's, that's behind the scenes that most people don't really realize how they're so interconnected and how, and how the stock market leans, you know, so heavily on, on, uh, you know, looking at, at and, and seeing what the, what the bond market does, you know, oftentimes, you know, and probably the easiest way to, that, that, that folks can maybe relate to that is, is that, you know, it tends to be, if you, if you watch, if you watch, or you pay attention to financial markets, oftentimes, you know, you'll have a Fed meeting, right? And then they're going to announce the future of what, what are they going to do with interest rates? And then you will see the markets react to that, right? And that's just kind of a microcosm. I mean, that's that's something that's kind of announced that's out there that, that you might, you know, you, you might see that because it's a headline, you know, in the, in the news or in the financial news. And then you see that the, you know, that the, that the stock market then reacts to that. But that kind of thing is going on all the time in the background and the stock markets are always looking to the bond markets, you know, to see what might be in store or, you know, or how, how different things are happening throughout the, 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 the global bond markets. Yeah, these are fun facts, and I thank you for giving some context into the background of these things, Glenn. And so that's an interesting one. Again, the global bond market, twice the size of the global stock market. All right, financial stuff you should know. Item number two, 
income taxes, it sure doesn't feel like this, Glenn, but income tax rates are currently close to historical lows. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, here in the United States, I mean, you know, our, as you say, nobody ever feels that way that it's really the case, right? I mean, uh, I have yet to meet anybody that feels like they don't pay enough tax, right? I mean, everybody feels like the Sure wish the government would take more money from me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that, I, I don't hear that one very often. You know, it, it's always it's always kind of the other way around, you know. And, and so, you know, it's something to certainly be aware of. You know, it's certainly something to be aware of, particularly when we're thinking about, you know, retirement and retirement planning and retirement income planning. And, you know, what kind of accounts are your, is your money in? You know, I mean, we talked in the past, you know, about Roth accounts or, you know, you know tax deferred accounts, you know, traditional IRAs and 401ks and, and Roth 401ks. And, you know, and, and what, what do all those things mean? And, you know, and, and, and should I do this or should I do that or should I do a combination of them? And so realistically, we have to think in terms of, you know, we need to understand that the that, that taxes are a part of your financial life, you know, and, and that's that's not really news to anybody. But what might be news to folks is, is that it, they they don't tend to be the same when you move into retirement. And the reason being is, is that, you know, for the for the vast majority of folks, when when you're in your working years, well, then you're most of the income taxes that you're paying you know, or most of the taxes that show up on your tax return are what we would call, quote unquote, ordinary income taxes, meaning that it's it's wages, right? And you're and the wages that you earn, you know, end up, you know, end up, you know, landing on your tax return and you're going to have certain deductions and different things like that. But it's, you know, it's something that you have no real control over, you know, whatever you earn is going to show up there, right? That said, when you move into retirement, there are different streams of income, right? You might have you might have money that's, that's that you're drawing out of a retirement account, or money that you're drawing out of a Roth type of an account, or Social Security, or pension money, or maybe there's dividends or rental income, or there's a variety of things. And so now you have a you know, you have a you know you, you might have multiple streams of income that are coming into your you know your your monthly cash flow, and they're not all going to be treated the same way in terms of the tax law and how they're going to be reported, you know, onto the tax return and how they're going to how they're going to be subject to taxation. And so we want to think in terms of making sure that when you as you transition into retirement that you have a good mix and what's the right balance of uh, of money in this type of an account versus that type of an account so that you know if if tax rates do go higher in the future that you're not going to you know be stung too much by by that and you really want to be thinking in terms of you know and planning for what is your tax situation going to look like when you're in retirement? And I find that oftentimes that's a conversation that most people haven't really had before with 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 their previous advisors. And it's sometimes not something that they've really thought an enormous amount of. They they think about it and maybe they've touched on it, you know, with with different different things that they've come across and read. And maybe they've had a little bit of a conversation in there with with their existing advisor. But you know, it really plays into everything. Social security is probably one of the biggest pieces of that because social security is not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. And so when you start thinking about that, I mean, if you have your money positioned in a certain way, there is certainly the possibility for an awful lot of people to be able to receive their social security tax-free if they have their money allocated properly. Well, there's a big difference between receiving your social security tax-free 
And the other other extreme would be have 85% of your Social Security subject to taxation and possibly being taxed at your highest marginal tax rate. That can be a big difference of literally thousands of dollars every year in your retirement years. So it's important to understand how ta- where tax rates are, where they're likely to go, and how your how your accounts are kind of positioned so that you know you can maximize the the money that's coming to you and the people you care about when when you're actually taking that money out of the accounts. If you're near historic lows, then certainly the worry is that uh, you know you're not going to stay there forever, and there's not much more room to go down. So it really only leaves one escape path, and that's back up the ladder. And that's I think worrying for a lot of people approaching retirement or recently retired. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's something that definitely needs to be factored into the overall planning. All right, we're having some fun on today's show with financial stuff you should know. Glenn providing the context to some of these things. Let's talk about living benefits, Glenn, uh, also known as accelerated death benefits. I can certainly see why people would choose to call it living benefits instead. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> right. little bit softer delivery there. Um, living benefits on life insurance are a long-term care solution that not many people know about. This is a little bit, a uh, little bit different way, or an outside of the box, perhaps, kind of way of looking at the traditional long-term care coverage. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean, most people, you know, want to have long-term care insurance. They just have a problem in paying for it, right? I mean, it's like if it was free, everybody would say, yeah, I'll, I'll take all I can get, right? Well, it's obviously not realistic here, and there's going to be some cost to it. But typically, if you look at traditional long-term care type of policies, they tend to be, you know, relatively expensive policies. And there's no way of knowing whether or not you are going to need that kind of coverage until it's until after the fact, right? And so a lot of folks have a, have have you know they're they're not really excited about the idea of paying you know lots of premium and you know and, and dollars to the idea that maybe I will need long term care so I'm going to fund this policy just in case if you know if, if 20, 25 years thirty years from now I die peacefully in my sleep never having needed it. I will have then transferred all of those all of those dollars to the insurance company, and I never got any benefit from it, nor did the people that I care about. That's not really a, a scenario that most people like. The idea, though, is is that the insurance company also realized that, and they said, "Hmm, you know, we we also have a problem from the insurance company side of of, of things. Is that we understand that that's not a very you know." interesting proposition for the consumer but we also as a, as an insurance company have an uh, have a hard time trying to figure out what is our risk exposure when we're putting money out there into the future for for long term care because who knows we're just one we're one breakthrough away from having you know the, a, a scenario where this disease becomes less of a factor and, men, and then maybe all of a sudden people live a lot longer and so now they they've got they've got more exposure in terms of how much money they're going to have to pay out as an insurance company so they, over time, it's kind of evolved, and, they, and then there's been there's been more what we would call a hybrid type of policy that allows for death benefits to be paid to you while you're still alive for long-term care or you know for for chronic care types of situations, or if you have become terminally ill. They in a lot of t- in a lot of situations, certain policies will give you the ability to accelerate that death benefit while you're still alive for other things. And that becomes a, a you know a more palatable alternative for folks that say, look, hmm, if I if I'm in this situation and I take out this kind of a policy, then if I don't need it for long-term care, then it's going to pass on to my heirs, you know, or if I do need it for long-term care, it's going to be there for me. 
that that scenario is is a whole lot is a whole lot better from you know from the consumer point of view. It's like okay, well, you know, maybe I don't really like the idea of insurance, but I also don't really like the idea of having to transfer you know lots of my my money that I've saved for retirement that I was hoping to be able to pass on you know to my kids and grandkids, or possibly to make make sure that my you know that my spouse is absolutely taken care of, and then hopefully there's a, there's something to to pass on. I don't want a situation where you know one of us gets sick and, and, and needs long-term care and now we deplete all of the all of those resources and don't have any other way of paying for it the, sometimes you know looking into these types of policies you know kind of gives you a, a scenario where it's a it's a nice hedge and it gives you the ability to to have something in place that that you you're, you're not necessarily putting all your eggs in one basket and just exposing yourself to you know if, if long-term care event happens then you've got a scenario where the, the nursing home could end up, you know, being the, the one of the greatest beneficiaries of, of all your hard work for all those years. I have yet to find anybody that wants that situation, just like I have had no, no situation where I've ever had anybody tell me that they want to send more money to Washington in the form of taxes. Those are two places that folks don't want to have money go. And, and so there's, there's ways of hedging against that. And so it's something worthwhile taking a look at for sure. We're talking with Glenn Mosseller today about financial stuff you should know. Hopefully you're finding today's information helpful and interesting. If you're new to the show, by the way, don't hesitate to ever reach out to Glenn with your questions. You can always call him at 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535, or you can visit him online at roadmapfinancial.com and schedule a free consultation by clicking that button at the bottom of the page from your smartphone or computer. So financial stuff you should know. Let's move to another item here, Glenn. You probably have more risk in your portfolio than you realize. Almost everybody, that's the case, right? I see it a lot, Walter. You know, I mean, it's, it's, we've talked about it in the past and, you know, and it's, it's there, you know, and folks, you know, got to realize that the money needs to be there for you when you need it. And the vast majority of people that I see, um, you know, they have money saved for retirement. That's been the, the kind of the idea between the, you know, you know, with the IRAs and the 401ks and those types of accounts, those retirement accounts. You know, the idea is, is that when you're in the saving years or the the accumulation years, you're, you're trying to put as much money away as you can and you're trying to get the greatest rate of return that you possibly can get on it so that you can grow that those accounts to be as big as possible. For what purpose? Well, for that purpose of being able to have that money be there for you in retirement and likely you start to transition to make all or part of that money into your own personal pension plan because the idea between those retirement accounts is for most people, it's a replacement of what used to be there as a, as a pension. So we think in terms of, well, your risk profile is, you know, needs to change if you're, if you're going to be literally taking money out for income, that's significantly different than, than saving for retirement and looking for, you know, great rates of return. That doesn't mean that we give up on rates of return completely when, when you move into retirement. But what it does mean is, is that as you start taking money out, you really don't want to be in a situation from, you know, from where you're where the money that you're drawing out of the uh, out of those retirement accounts is subject to lots of risk because if the value of the, that account that you're drawing from drops significantly and you start to pull money out from there 
well, then that's been a very expensive withdrawal because the money that comes out is not going to have the opportunity to recover back when the markets recover. And in all likelihood, in a lot of cases, it's also going to be taxed as well. So you, you've got to really be aware of what risk are you taking on in that, you know, in that situation where you're making that transition from you know, saving for retirement to actually living in retirement. Not only are you making a change in terms of your lifestyle, but your accounts are going to be taking on a different type of role as well. And a lot of times folks don't really make that full connection and realize it's like, okay, and I, I, I know I need to be less risky, but you know, how do I really do that? You know, and, and that's where we get into the to the actual retirement planning and making sure that your your resources and your accounts and your money is going to last you, you know, all the way through your retirement years. Really important, I think, to make sure that we're understanding uh, the risk inside of our portfolios, and that's why this is on the list of financial stuff you should know. One other big point I want to make on today's show, Glenn, one other financial stuff that uh, you know we should all know, the biggest impediment to making good financial decisions is your own emotions. Uh, I'm sure just like the risk element, you've seen this happen time and time again. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we we've talked about it as well. When you see when you see market downturns, right? And you know, earlier this year, with when the coronavirus, you know, really became, you know, I mean, just came on, you know, at the, at the early stages, you know, back in back in late February and March, and you know, and all of a sudden the markets really took a big dive. Or you go back in time, you know, to two thousand and you know two thousand seven and eight, or back to the dot coms at the you know right around two thousand. You know, and, and you know, and and markets markets start getting really volatile, and they and they and they come down, you know, significantly, and at, at certain times, and with certain events that are happening, oftentimes that can cause folks to make really bad decisions, and then they're in a, behind the eight ball, so to speak, when it's like, oh my goodness, I, you know, the you, the last thing you want to do is, you know, is sell at the bottom and buy at the top. Right. You know, I mean, just like the idea is, is that you'd like to buy low and sell high. But yet at the same time, when your emotions come into play, that sometimes, you know, doesn't doesn't really happen. And so the idea is, is that you really want to make sure that you're that you have a plan that is built to last and it's built to take all of those those market, you know, ups and downs into account so that you you, you don't have to be making decisions based on emotions or at least you don't you don't you don't feel like that you have to. So it's like, OK, I've made the decisions, the plans in place. And, you know, and, and you can and you can feel, you know, confident that, that you're going to be OK, regardless as to what happens with, within the markets. And you you really want to, as much as you can, take your emotions out of that decision making process. All of these, I think, are great points. And that's why we brought them up on the show today, of course. And if you have learned a little something about uh, the financial world, about retirement, Hopefully this was educational to you. And if you have more questions about this, don't hesitate to reach out to Glenn with any questions that you might have or to even set up a time for a complimentary financial and retirement review. You can do that by calling 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or find Glenn online at roadmapfinancial.com. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. And you can click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to meet with Glenn from your smartphone or computer. Again, very easy to do all that at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for having some fun with us on the show today and uh, giving us some financial stuff we should all know. And we'll have another great episode on tap next week. Fabulous, Walter. Take care now. Another one in the books. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 